chapter 1 section 3 shlok 1 and 2 ritam pibantau sukritasya loke guham pravishtau parame parardhe छायातपौ भ्रमवीदो वदन्ती पंचगन्यो ये च त्रिनाचिकेता यह सेतुर्ईजानमक्षरम भ्रमयत परम अभयम तिशता पारम नचिकेत शके मही सो इन द फॉलोइंग टू वर्सेस Yamraj is finally dissecting the innermost mysterious being that we call as atma. So in the verse number 1 pibantau means two selves that drink. Sukratasya means world of two deeds. Loke guham that means within the cave of the body inside the heart. Pravishtho means having entered. Parardhe means place where Brahma is found. Chaya tapau, shade and light. Vadanti means speaking. Brahma vidu, knowers of Brahma knowledge. So here in verse number one, Yamraj says that there are two selves inside us. Pibanto means two selves that drink or enjoy the fruits of good karma and both these selves live inside our heart loke guhaham guham pravishtau those who know brahma and as also those who perform the panchgani panch agni and the triple nachiketa sacrifice speak of these two selves as shade and light so to put it very simply yamraj is talking about the two selves inside us that is individual self and supreme self individual self is jeevatma and supreme self is parmatma both are in close relation with each other like the two sides of a coin or like the light and shadow analogy given here so let's ignore the second line that talks about the sacrificial practices so then this verse means that the atma is a part of or it is a reflection of parmatma by good karm and by meditating upon this jeevatma we can realize parmatma so by meditating upon our own individual self we can reach the supreme self and the one who finally knows the supreme self can attain any world he desires in verse number 2 yah means this setur means bridge ijananam means those who sacrifice aksharam means something that does not die imperishable abhayam means to the fearless shore to the other side shake mahi means may we master 
So here in verse number 2 Yamaraj says that may we all master this knowledge of Nachiketa this knowledge that acts as a bridge between this world and the fearless shore or the world beyond that is the brahmalok it is said that in the beginning the sky and the earth were one they became separated by sea of time and space samsar sagar so this bridge holds the world apart and also unites this exact verse is elaborated in detail in chandogya upanishad where it is mentioned that this self this atma inside us that is the bridge that helps in uniting these two worlds our world and the world beyond that is the brahmalok over that bridge it is believed that there is neither day or night nor old age nor death nor sorrow nor evil on crossing that bridge if one is blind he remains no longer blind if one is wounded he is no longer wounded there night appears as day because the world of brahma is always lighted so basically to put it in short jivatma is a reflection of parmatma just like a sun is reflected in thousand spots of water and by deep meditation upon this atma one can cross over to the world of brahma where there is only bliss and unlimited freedom Shlok number three and four. Atmanam rathitam vidhi, shariram rathamevatu, buddhim tu sarathim vidhi, manah pragah mevacha, indriyani hayan ahur, vishayamaste sugocharan, आत्मेन इंद्रिय मनोयुक्त भोक्ते आहुर्मनीषिण नो हियर द टू वर्सेज आर टॉकिंग अबाउट द मेटाफोरिकल कंपेरिजन बिट्वीन मैन एंड चैरियट सो हियर इन वर्स नंबर थ्री आत्मानम रथितम दिस मीन्स आत्मा और द सेल्फ is like the rider of the chariot the self is the traveler rider of the chariot rathitam shariram rathamevatu shariram means this body is like the chariot rathamev buddhim tu sarathim buddhi or the intellect is the driver of the chariot is the sarathi driver of the chariot manah pragah mev and the mind manah means mind is like the reins controlling the horses pragah mev means reins by which the senses are controlled so this self or atma is a traveler that changes bodies over time 
whichever body this atma takes that becomes the chariot and this chariot or the body is driven by the sense organs indriya by the sense organs that are directed by the mind or manas par man to chanchal hota hai so this mind also needs to be controlled by a higher authority and that is intellect or buddhi so this is the complete analogy of the chariot and man to put it very simply atma or the self is the rider of the chariot the body itself is the chariot intellect especially the determination that is the driver of the chariot mind act as the reins of the chariot and the sense organs are the horses and where is this chariot going the destination is the world of brahma so this chariot is just the vehicle the body is just the vehicle it's a driver of this chariot who should be intelligent enough to know the way and this is our intellect our determination and you know this is how the word yog or yoga originated it means to harness to completely discipline the mind and body so in the fourth verse indriyani hayan indriyani means the sense organs hayan means horses atmen indriya mano yuktam this is a combination of atma that is self plus sense organs plus the mind so this entire complex is the enjoyer bhokteti that is enjoyer that's what wise people say manishinah wise ones say that so it is said that the horses are the sense organs that are directed by the mind and this atma sense organs plus mind complex is the enjoyer so this verse number 4 is the continuation of the previous verse where it talks about the analogy of the chariot this higher intellect which we are talking about is the driver that will guide us to the world of brahma like in mahabharat where shri krishna is the driver of the chariot and directing that chariot towards the right path so it is with us it is our higher intellect that we need to awaken that will guide us in the right direction and this can be done first by moral and ethical cleansing we need to be moral we need to be ethical first followed by discipline and regular meditation as was explained in the earlier verses shlok number 5 and 6 yastva vigyanavan bhavataya yuktena manasa sada 
तस्येन्द्रियाणी अवश्याणी दुष्टाश्वा इव सार्थे यस्तु भवती युक्तेन मनसा सदा तस्येन्द्रियाणी वश्यानी सदाश्वा इव सार्थे now these two shlokas they are talking about the metaphorical chariot here so in the first verse which says yastu avigyanavan he who has no understanding yastva means he who has no understanding avigyanavan whose mind is always uncontrolled manasa mind sada means always ayuktena means uncontrolled his senses are out of control tasye indriyani avashyani avashyani means out of control indriyani means the senses dushtashva means wicked horses so wicked horses are there for that charioteer sarathehe so this is exactly the state in which we normal humans are in most of the times aren't we having an uncontrolled mind lack of discipline and then such a mind is unable to control the senses that run here and there after never ending desires our senses just keep on running for gratification of desires and we finally end up in suffering in the verse number 6 yastu vigyanavan bhavati he who has understanding vigyanavan whose mind is always restrained manasa sada manasa means mind sada means always restrained yuktena tasye indriyani vashyani his senses are under control indriyani are under control vashyani sadashwa means good horses so good horses are there for that charioteer for that sarathih this verse gives the description of an ideal spiritual state where the person's higher intellect is working and thus he is able to control his mind which in turn becomes perfectly fit to guide the senses this results in self control that ends in complete freedom of self finally even in bhagavad gita chapter 2 shlok number 66 it is mentioned that for a person who has no higher intellect which can guide him to meditate upon his atma that person will never find peace and then how can happiness come to that person who has no peace if you want you can refer to other verses in bhagavad gita in chapter 2 verses from 64 to 68 they are very beautiful and they are 
related and similar to these two verses. Shlok number 7 and 8 Yastva avijyanavan bhavataya manaskaha sadashuchihi na sa tatpadam apnoti samsaram chadhi gachati yastu vijyanavan bhavati samanaskaha sadashuchihi sa tu tatpadam apnoti यस्मात भूयो न जायते श्लोक नंबर सेवन इट मीन्स इट इज स्पोकन बाय यमराज इट मीन्स ही हु हैज नो अंडरस्टैंडिंग यस त्व अविज्ञानवान हैविंग नो अंडरस्टैंडिंग हुज माइंड इज अनकंट्रोलेबल अमनस्क हु इज इम्प्योर always sada means always impure ashuchiha reaches not that goal na sa tat padam apnoti padam means goal apnoti means reaching or obtaining that goal samsaram chadhi gachati and comes back into this world of life and death so here yamraj in this shlok is describing as to what happens when one's mind is uncontrollable and the thoughts are impure so when the driver of the chariot has no understanding has no insight into what is wrong and what is right the higher goal is never achieved and this person continues to return to the cycle of life and death so without the higher intellect that is buddhi this chariot keeps on moving aimlessly according to shastras there are six impurities of mind kama that is desire krodh meaning anger moha meaning delusion mistaking this body for the self madha means arrogance lobha is greed and matsarya is envy so when our mind is impure having these impurities we cannot achieve the higher goal so in words number 8 he says he however who has understanding yastu vigyanavan vigyanavan means having understanding having a higher insight who has control over his mind samanaskaha means controlled mind and who is pure always pure sada shuchihi sa tu tat padam apnoti that person reaches the goal from which he is never born again yasmad bhuo na jayate bhuo means again jayate means born na means no so he is not born again so in this verse yamraj is saying that whose mind is under control who has insight 
and can differentiate between shreya and preya whose thoughts are pure that person can reach the higher goal and does not fall back into the cycle of life and death he gets liberated once we are able to train our mind to discriminate between right and wrong through meditation once we are able to purify our minds by daily habits only then can we rein in our horses that is our sense organs and achieve the higher goals for which we have been born shlok number 9 of kathopanishad chapter 1 section 3 विज्ञानसारथिस्तु मन प्रग्रहवान्न नर सोध्वन पारम आपनोति तद्विष्णौ परमं पदम सो हियर इन दिस वर्ड्स यमराज फाइनली कल्मिनेट्स द डिस्कशन ऑफ द चारियट मेटाफॉर ही सेज one who has the understanding for the driver of the chariot vigyana sarathiri yastu and who can control the reins of his mind manaha pragrahavan naraha he reaches the end of the journey param apnoti that is apnoti means obtaining or reaching that journey the end of the journey and what is that end of the journey it is the supreme abode of all pervading the supreme self tad vishnuha paramam padam here the supreme self is referred to as vishnu so yamraj in this verse finally says that an insightful man whose mind is under control and whose thoughts are pure that man can reach the end of the road and which road are we talking about it is the road of sansar of this world of life and death that we are talking about that man becomes free from the clutches of life and death his atma or self gets dissolved into the supreme self the parmatma and thus he attains the highest place that is the place of supreme self parmatma here the supreme self is mentioned as vishnu it means the word vishnu means present everywhere all pervading this was finally taken into concept into uh, uh, into the bhagavat religion So this is exactly what the goal of every human being is to polish ourselves again and again to be able to clean away the maya the delusion from our eyes and see the real world 
and seeing and knowing the real world the world of brahma our entire life needs to be dedicated to the journey of achieving that goal the goal to get merged with parmatma that is the goal of everyone's life shlok number 10 and 11 indriyebhya parahi artha अर्थेभ्यश्च परम मन मनसस्तु परा बुद्धिर्बुद्धिर्त्मा महान पर महत परम अव्यक्त अव्यक्तापुरुषान परम किंचि सा काष्ठा सा परागति so here these two verses are very philosophical talking about the hierarchy of principles they say that beyond the five senses are the objects of the senses indriye bhyah para hi artha para means beyond so beyond the sense organs are the objects of the sense organs artha means objects अर्थेभ्यश्च परम मन बियॉन्ड दीज ऑब्जेक्ट्स इज द माइंड एंड बियॉन्ड माइंड इज द बुद्धि द इंटेलेक्ट एंड बियॉन्ड दिस इंटेलेक्ट इज द आत्मा बुद्धेर आत्मा महान पर बियॉन्ड दिस इंटेलेक्ट और बुद्धि इज द ग्रेट सेल्फ द आत्मा and as we continue to shlok number 11 it says that beyond this great self is the unmanifest mahatah param avyaktam avyaktam means unmanifest and beyond this unmanifest is the purusha avyaktat purushah para and beyond this purushah there is nothing this is the end of journey the final goal purushan na param kinchit there is nothing kinchit means nothing beyond that and this is the final goal sa paragati ha so here these two verses have dissected minutely the stages we need to transcend in our spiritual journey that is going from our external world into our internal world we experience our five senses and then move on to reflect upon the objects of those perceptions as we move more inward we are able to reflect upon the mind that collects all this data we then progress to contemplation of intellect buddhi that is understanding the thinking process itself and once we are able to transcend this thinking process we can perceive the self 
but the journey doesn't end here so as we continue in words we can feel the unmanifest avyakta that is the prakriti beyond this great self that is the prakriti and beyond prakriti beyond unmanifest is the purusha that is the supreme supreme self and there is nothing beyond that so this purusha and prakriti concept is the basis of samkhya philosophy it is also mentioned in the verses 20 and 21 of chapter 13 of bhagavad gita so to put this concept in a very digestible form let's take it like this in rigveda like it's mentioned in the beginning there was chaos of waters floating on which appeared hiranyagarbha the golden germ the first born of creation and the creator of all human beings so this hiranyagarbha is the soul of the universe so this purusha is the highest source of energy the supreme self itself in these two verses they have minutely dissected supreme self into purusha and prakriti so purusha is the highest source of energy highest source of light and prakriti is the unmanifest form being reflected from the from that highest source of light just like the sun the highest source can be reflected in thousands of drops of water so purusha and prakriti are the two sides of the same coin the supreme self the pure self the purusha the highest source of light is where all the duality or multiplicity of prakriti gets dissolved shlok number 12 and 13 eshu sarveshu bhuteshu guru atmana prakashate drishyate tvagraya buddhaya sukshmaya sukshmadarshibih yachhedvan manasi pragyastad yachhej gyan atmani ज्ञानम आत्मनी महती नियच्छेद तद यच्छेद शांत आत्मनी सो हियर इन द फॉलोइंग टू वर्सेस द मेथड ऑफ योगा हैज बीन एक्सप्लेन्ड हाउ विद कंसंट्रेशन यू कैन गो विद इन योरसेल्फ बिकॉज़ गोइंग विद इन वन सेल्फ इज द ओनली वे टू अंडरस्टैंड the supreme self which is beyond words and beyond image so coming to words number 12 esh sarveshu means this esh means this sarveshu bhuteshu means all beings guru atma atma is self which is hidden guru means hidden 
न प्रकाशते इट डज नॉट शाइन फोर्थ बट ट्व मीन्स बट इट इज सीन दृश्यते बाय द शार्प इंटेलेक्ट अग्रया मीन्स शार्प इंटेलेक्ट बुद्धया इज इंटेलेक्ट एंड बाय दोज पीपल हु कैन सी दी एब्सट्रैक्ट कॉन्सेप्ट सूक्ष्मदर्शी भी हो so here this self this atma is so deeply hidden inside us that we are unable to feel or see it however with deep meditation pure mind and with a lot of self control we can attune ourselves to understand the abstract concept of atma and as we continue further in this journey we will find ourselves going beyond the senses beyond this intellect where we can realize the atma now some people ask why does atma has to be so deeply hidden why can't we perceive this atma easily well we all can it is we who have made this so difficult and complicated for ourselves we first need to detach ourselves from this very atma we need to detach ourselves from our ego and that will immediately open the doors to reveal atma but we think that it is i who is working it is i who is speaking it is i who is in pain it is i who is enjoying no there is no i we are not individual entities it is this atma which is a small part of parmatma that is working through us we are just the means that's all the moment we realize this completely without an iota of doubt atma will reveal itself so coming to verse number 13 here yachhed or yachhej this means dissolving or merging van means speech or the sense organs manasi means mind pragyas means the intellectual one the wise one so the intelligent seeker should dissolve the speech the intelligent seeker that is the pragyas should dissolve the speech yachhedvan manasi where to dissolve the speech into the mind his mind is to be merged with the intellect यछेद ज्ञान आत्मानी दिस इंटेलेक्ट और बुद्धि और अंडरस्टैंडिंग इज टू बी डिसॉल्व इन द ग्रेट सेल्फ ज्ञानम आत्मानी महती नियछेद आत्मानी महती मींस द ग्रेट सेल्फ एंड देन दैट शुड बी डिसॉल्व्ड इन द ओशन ऑफ पीस यछेद शांत आत्मानी so basically yamraj here is saying that this self or atma so deeply hidden inside us 
that the only way to find is to take an inward journey for that inward journey we have to practice yoga and in these verses he has explained the process of yogic meditation it's explained that we need to silence our senses whatever thoughts smells or words or perceptions our sense organs can see hear feel we need to learn to first restrain them in the mind itself not to be affected by that once that stage is crossed we will learn to merge our mind with the collective self we are not individual entities here we are all connected so dissolving our personal ego or ahamkar or the i will help in this process tremendously so before ending this part i would like to quote some of the words let it plainly understood that we cannot return to god unless we enter first into ourselves god is everywhere but not everywhere to us there is but one point in the universe where god communicates with us and that is the center of our own soul there he waits for us there he meets us there he speaks to us to seek him therefore we must enter into our own interior shlok number 14 and 15 uttishth jagrat prapya varani bodhitah shurasya dhara nishita duratyaya durgam pathastat kavayo vadanti ashabdam asparsham arupam avyayam तथा अरसम नित्यम अगंधवच्च यत अनादीयनंत महतः परम ध्रुवम निचाय तम मृत्यु मुखाट प्रमुच्यते now here in uh, the words number 14 it says arise and awake uttishth jagrata having attained your boons you arise and awake after having attained your boons varan means boons prapya means attained and nibodhatah means understand those boons so arise awake having attained your boons understand them uttishth jagrat prapya varan nibodhatah shurasya dhara nishita duratyaya sharp as the edge of a razor shurasya dhara and hard to cross duratyaya durgam pathas it is a difficult path durgam pathas that's what the sages have declared 
तत् कवयो वदंती so here yamaraj says that the path of transforming oneself and preparing for the spiritual journey is not easy this path to supreme to self realization is steep razor sharp and full of setbacks it is the path that only the strong and determined people can take The way to reach God is never easy. One can only and only move ahead with a pure heart and a lot of self-control. This verse is very motivating. And it is the basis of the famous slogan of Swami Vivekananda. I'm sure you all must have heard of it. Arise awake and stop not. till your goal is achieved so coming to verse number 15 which means it is describing the atma it means a shabdam without sound the self this atma is without sound a sparsham without touch a rupam formless avyayam means undecaying therefore tatha means therefore since it is without sound without touch without form so it is undecaying arasam it is tasteless nityam it is eternal agandhavach means it is without any smell anadi anantam it is without beginning without end and it is beyond the jivatma mahatah param mahatah here means jivatma it is beyond param means beyond the jivatma and by knowing that one is free from death मृत्यु मुखाद प्रमुच्यते वन इज फ्रीड फ्रॉम द फियर ऑफ डेथ सो हियर वेन वी से वन हैज रियलाइज द सेल्फ और द सुप्रीम वॉट डज इट मीन इन सिंपल वर्ड्स इट मीन्स दैट द पर्सन हैज अंडरस्टूड that this atma is soundless it is formless it is without touch without taste it is eternal it has neither a beginning nor it ends it is beyond this individual self this jivatma it is beyond it also it is dissolved in parmatma supreme self so when one is able to comprehend this completely then death has no longer any meaning for him he gets liberated from the cycle of sansar so here you can see how in the previous verses up to these verses yamraj keeps on dissecting every concept minutely and finally reaches to infinite infinite supreme that ends in shunya from 
when everything emerged just like a tree that gives fruit you break open that fruit and you see a seed break open that seed and you see even smaller particles keep on breaking those smaller particles until there is nothing left from this nothing from this shunya everything has emerged and that's the mystery yamraj is trying to explain and how beautifully he has answered the query of nachiketa what do you mean by the liberation of this atma this is the answer shlok number 16 and 17 nachiketam upakhyanam mrityu proktanam sanatanam uktva shrutva cha medhavi brahmaloke mahiyate ya imam paramam guhyam shravayet brahm sansadi प्रयतः श्राद्ध काले वदानंतयाय कल्पते तदानंतयाय कल्पत इति सो द वर्ड्स नंबर 16 सेज दैट दिस एंशिएंट स्टोरी ऑफ नचिकेता एज नरेटेड बाय डेथ इज सो वेरी सिग्निफिकेंट व्हाई because by telling and hearing it a wise man a wise man sorry gets glorified in the world of brahma words number 17 is the concluding words of chapter 1 of kathopanishad it says that whosoever recites this upanishad recites this supreme secret as part of purification ceremony or at the time of ceremonies for the dead like in times of shraddh this will prepare him or her for eternity so here the chapter 1 of kathopanishad ends and uh, before closing this episode i want to share some of my feelings with you what i felt while uh, practicing kathopanishad as you keep on practicing this millions of years old secret even if you do not achieve the ultimate task of liberating your atma you will certainly see a shift in your energies in your destiny and that is 100% you will be able to connect to the cosmic energy and attract abundance to yourself there are many books in the market one of the most famous one is uh, the secret by ronda brian and all this theory about the law of attraction that you hear 
these are all based upon these deeper knowledge which we just discussed so once you have tasted the honey of upanishads there is simply no going back you will see many many doors opening to you you will feel yourself attracting the energy of the cosmos you will you will feel things happening on their own it is i felt so you sometimes might also feel the lightness within when you catch a fleeting glimpse of that parmatma in one of your meditative sessions and it is so liberating to say the least once you have read and listened mindfully to kathopanishad your journey to liberating the jivatma has begun so yes arise awake and stop not keep practicing yogic meditation thank you